0: Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the wonderful Jenny Mercer. Such a privilege to have the opportunity to talk to Jenny about her research into stress and doctoral students. And not only does she share some really interesting contextual information, she also offers some very practical tips if you are finding your PhD journey overwhelming right now. So, I do hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Jenny. Hi, Emma right we've we've just been discussing how fantastically technical we both are not but here we are in the in the land of zoom um thank you so much for being here and for taking time it's a really busy time for everybody i know um intern time and i really do appreciate you taking time out um very welcome I was trying to remember how I found you. and um, we were just talking about that as well before we started. And because uh, your work is so fantastic. And, and I was so excited to find someone working in applied psychology and thinking particularly around stress. And um then we're talking particularly around stress and how it applies to doctoral students. Um yeah. so we're gonna get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but First, I always start with asking people about their own experience of graduate study um, and how they got to where they are now. So would you mind telling us a little bit about that?
1: Certainly. Um, so I completed my own doctorate in, gosh, I'm looking to the shelf now to see, 2004. Amazing. Um, but one of the threads of, of my research since then, and for that, has always been... Um, experiential research about students experience so when I went to it to HE very often um, I was in during based on the different roles I found myself in um, I found myself und- undertaking research with those particular cohorts so for instance I've I've, I've done a a publication on students with mood disorders. I was the Erasmus coordinator for a while, so I've got one about Erasmus students. My own PhD was actually on access students. I used to be a lecturer of access students and how they return to education, their sense of self. And I think as an educator, such experiential research is really helpful um, mm. to understand uh, where those cohorts are coming from, and also to enhance your own practice and, and in, in working with with such students. I now find myself um, a number of years later um, as the Graduate Studies Coordinator for Health Sciences in Cardiff Metropolitan University. So I um, oversee the the candidature of of doctoral students right through from application through to um, VIVAs, oversee their journeys, um, supervisory teams, Train supervisors, that sort of thing. And I'm also an um, experienced supervisor of doctoral students and um, I examine and chair Vivas. So really, in terms of doctoral students, most of my work working week revolves in some way around um, doctoral education. And I'm also currently leading uh, a doctoral wellbeing initiative for, for the university.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And I love this idea of this this kind of this leading with experience and this experiential research um and you're I think what comes through in the work that I've read of yours is this this kind of this just this curiosity this interest this this desire to know more about how how things are for people Absolutely. Um, so can you tell us a little bit then
1: about your research into stress yes um, sure so the particular research that led you to contact me actually started at um, every year I lead a conference for our doctoral students. Um, and we had a I deployed a, a keynote speaker one year to talk about stress and resilience in, in doctoral students. And he was very keen to make that bespoke to the specific audience. So rather than just stand there and um have some slides and talk about theories he wanted to be able to populate those with examples from our own audience and to get a mm-hmm. sense of, of what their experiences were so before that then we we got ethical approval to actually collect a little bit of data from some of the students and that's where the research started and has uh, evolved since then so their responses were as you can imagine very useful for the session but they're also really um, illuminating in terms of the range of stressors that doctoral students um, identified, how they cope with them, and actually in some situations, how they didn't cope. Mm. So if I tell you a little bit more about the actual questions we asked and some some of the findings, and then that will hopefully um it enlighten you all a little bit more
0: brilliant so thank
1: you it was an online survey largely taken qualitative approach um, we asked first of all um participants to define stress so by completing the sentence in relation to my doctoral study stresses because you know, we're very aware stress is, is this huge um area so we wanted them to sort of think about how as a doctoral student what were the stresses there then having thought about that it, it developed by asking to list the four main stresses and to briefly explain why they find them stressful and then uh, what they do when they are in that situation. Because, again, what we were interested in was not just, although it is very important to identify what the stresses are, but to get some insight into, well, what are people doing when they're in that situation? Because in terms of applying findings like this um, you know, as a university, perhaps um, training supervisors, uh, talking to students, uh offering interventions uh it's not just what's going on but how p- individuals are dealing with that what, when they find themselves in those situations mm. so if I talk to you, I, I, you know, I realize we're we're struck for time today struck for time rather so if I just talk to you to, to two of the key areas really I think so so first of all the, the sources of stress were quite varied they included um time related stresses. Keeping focused and progressing. I mean, the, the doctoral journey—it's an unusual one, isn't it? it it's um, it's different from a, any other higher education course. It can be can feel at times quite structureless. Um, Absolutely,
0: and, and I think that's what re- that really floors a lot of people.
1: Mm, definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, and and what, whilst autonomy is is great, the backlash of it can be—you're left swimming, thinking, "Well, what do I do now?" and is this is this okay? Is this not? And yes. and often as well, you know, doctoral students are they're isolated in, in that in the way that the study they're doing, they're the only person doing that particular study, and mm-hmm. that, that that can feel quite lonely at times. Although also, of course, it's exciting and amazing, and you know, you're making a great contribution. Mm-hmm. So those these sort of things are identified. The juggling of roles as well, um, work and family. Um, some of our students were academic staff as well um, who are contracted to un- undertake doctorate. So they, they have some specific stresses in in trying to juggle their, their academic job and family. And I think yes. that the juggling of roles is likely to be particularly pertinent at the moment, isn't it? As we find ourselves in the UK all in um, lockdown again.
0: Yes, I'm um, hoping nobody's going to come and knock on the door and say, Mum, yeah, <laughs> while we're recording sure, this.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, you know. So, so you know, trying to to manage all these different different things at, at the moment is is, is potentially e- e- even more a source of of, of stress, isn't it? Mm. Um, and another common stressor was this idea of of an imposter syndrome, doubting of self and mm. ability. You know, I mean, mm. it it, it uh, doing a doctorate you're doing the highest qualification in, in academia and that's great and that's amazing but it's amazing also how many students start and think oh my gosh yes, <laughs> you know yes, I, yes. I, am I good enough for this uh, and doctoral students tend to be perfectionists don't they and yes. that's that again yes. can be self-debilitating sometimes you know yes. particularly again I mean I talked earlier about some of the um cancel structuralists, but I think sometimes it's perfectionism when you another sort of difference of a doctoral program is you might give in a piece of work to your um, supervisors uh, and it, w- it won't be there is no perfect but it certainly won't be perfect early on and and, and PhDs and, and doctorates evolve but that again is, a, is an odd thing at the beginning and, and so, so all, all those sort of doubts and, and imposter syndromes um there was nuances of specific academic tasks as well, certain phases and stages, you know, not sure perhaps how to do a literature review, struggling with perhaps with stats. So all these things happen at, at different stages and phases. And in some cases, although I will say that this is this wasn't the um the, the most common thing, but in some cases, supervisory relationships can, can cause stress. Yes. So, yes. so we had you know, uh, uh, ideas then about what 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 could be stressful. But what we wanted to do, as I said, is is to look at well, what people would do. How did they cope with that? What were they doing when they found themselves in those situations? Um, and psychologists have proposed a variety of of coping taxonomies with 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 many different categories some some have two some have six but I wanted some sort of framework that I could put these findings into and the most basic distinction uh when, when looking at that, that's this sort of thing is between emotion focused and problem focused um coping mm. so problem focus would include sort of active coping strategies like things like um instrumental support planning or something sort of so to give you some examples of uh what the participants said about in that study, who I categorise as being in the problem focus group. um, One said, I deal with it, problem solving, my supervisors help whenever they can. Another used a strategy to sort of refocus when when feeling stressed. So that person said, take on tasks, considered not challenging or demanding, and gain some sort of motivation from that achievement and push on. So you can see there Mm. that those are likely to be quite um, helpful strategies to adopt when feeling um, overwhelmed and, and, and stressed with with the tasks you have to do. Emotion focus, meanwhile, uh, examples there would be perhaps denial of what's happening, could be substance use, um, venting uh, about what, what what's happening. So again to, to give some examples from, from the study, uh, I make myself a cup of tea and take some time out, which is, is probably a good strategy. Isn't it? However, Procrastination has become a constant battle. So then you got that, you know, that mm. uh, dialogue in your head and and doing other things instead. In I can remember actually. You asked me at the beginning about my own um, doctorate. I remember my, uh, actually cleaning my kitchen floor one day rather than writing something. And if you know about me, I am not house proud. So it really got to the depth that I was cleaning my kitchen floor. i oh, what is going on here? yes um, <laughs> i hear
0: you totally yeah. hear you
1: there uh, another example is um, moan to my colleagues moan to my partner drink a glass of wine now generally and you know th- 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 this isn't in every example but generally problem focused coping is seen as as a, as a better strategy to adapt than emotion focus so if, if, if we just take example i've just given you of emotion focus moan to my colleagues moan to my partner um Whilst it is, of course, important to talk and good to talk, but sometimes if it gets into sort of a rant and venting and moaning, you actually can find yourself sort of back in the room of, of, I don't know, if you moan, for instance, let's just give the example, you're moaning about a supervisory meeting and and you get into that, you know, he said this, she said this, and then I said, you can actually find yourself getting stressed again and and that actually isn't helping you uh, at all. So the third category then identified and this was the one where where some some real red flags were were people that that basically it wasn't a strategy and and it suggested they weren't coping so my my uh a a nice very succinct one but really really sums this up was this you know ask well what what do you do when you feel like this hide one word hide you know know, yeah that is honesty
0: there that is honesty right there yeah Yeah.
1: and 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 again you're really sums up how certain strategies are going to be more helpful than others um mm-hmm. another said work harder fall into a weekend of exhaustion well you know that's not a sustainable strategy is it you know you, mm-hmm. you might work really hard for a certain amount of time but that's likely to to, to lead to a, a world of pain in terms of you know exhaustion and, and possibly becoming unwell mm-hmm. and somebody else said become defeatist negative and somewhat depressed it's had a significant but negative impact on my mental health. Mm. So it what, as I said, started off really as an exercise for a, a, a lecture in, in a workshop, then became so, so much more because it was clear, gosh, you know, there's some really fascinating stuff here. Um, I think that the, the key lessons we took away was that there are many positive examples here of students engaging in really useful um approaches to dealing with this stress um i think as well going back to what we were saying earlier Emma, about the the use of experiential research mm. i'm a big believer that it, it, it's handy for students actually are useful to to hear such accounts and realize that they're not alone they're not the only ones that might struggle with these things
0: or feel these these stresses absolutely Absolutely. yeah Yeah. because I think that sense of isolation is is one of the most paralyzing things of I'm all on my own nobody else understands what this feels like Um, and uh, being able to connect I think is incredibly useful and would really encourage people to connect to do to kind of have a look at other people's experiences, find out yeah. about that, because you, you are not alone. You are not alone. No, and there are lots alone. of people who understand that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I also
0: I, what I also love about this work is that sense of of first of all, that sense of really clarifying, because I think people generally go, oh, I'm really stressed. And actually, mm. it's kind of very generalised, not very useful thing, whereas That's actually right. you said, what yeah. are the stressors? What are the yeah. stressors? What is going on for you? What's the thing that mm. really pushes the button? So that people can start to identify that and go, ah, it's that. That's the thing yeah. that I really need to sort of attend to. Mm. And then to acknowledge for them that everybody does have coping strategies. Everybody's got them. Absolutely. Just you might want to tweak them up a little bit because they might not be serving you so well. Definitely. But Definitely. everybody's got them. And I think that's the other yeah. really important thing to remember is that you you have a whole bank of coping strategies and a whole potential more. And I think what's brilliant about your research then is you're you're putting that out there so that people can look and go, oh, I'd like to try a bit of that or I might have a look at that. Yeah, sure,
1: yeah. And it, it was it was it was actually quite. I mean, you know, it's by the time you've come to the end of analysis of piece of work, it all looks lovely and linear and, and neat. But actually, <laughs> Yes, tie it all many, up. Many people, Yeah, many people's narratives were a mixture of of both, you know, emotion focused and problem focused. I'm not for a minute suggesting there's these, you know, super people out there that that only do problem focus and are sailing through. And it's very likely we're a mixture. But I I do wonder if it might be useful, you know, as an exercise for 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 yourselves to think about what Yes, what what is it in terms of actual doctoral research that, that is causing these issues uh, But what, what am I doing? Actually, yes. how am I reacting? You know, know yourself, learn about about, you know, just 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 observe a little bit. What what are what are you doing and, and you know what is working and what actually is becoming self-defeating and, and and then it might be you know a useful time to look at you know look universities particularly actually you know, well-being is is high on their priority and it's quite likely that there might be some some for instance some some online courses around dealing with i know our university at the moment do um a, a bite-sized dealing dealing with stress mm-hmm. um and, mm-hmm. and and again I, something i i think it is is the flip side of well, so you know i know all this you know we're looking at screens all day and it can be really frustrating but but in terms of connecting with others going on a course like that it, it's just you're still part of a, of of some sort of identity or like some sort of group in the university and it, it just allows a little bit of interaction as well as as hopefully no, learn something useful it's brilliant and the, the we uh, the podcast
0: that has hands of the holidays podcast we just did um gorgeous rachel on there was talking about how when she goes on those sort of courses it's a brilliant opportunity to make contact with other students who are interested in this area that's something that's on their radar she then out of one of these groups she set up a whatsapp support group and i just thought this is stunning so actually making contact with other people as you say that what a Mm. brilliant opportunity
1: yeah yeah Yeah. definitely yeah and you know uh, I, again you know, we're, I don't want to keep going on about lockdown but but clearly that has challenges and it, it might Absolutely. be that for some of you you've you some of your for instance data collection is, is halted but you know maybe this is an opportunity to look at other skills that, that you could learn that mm-hmm. um I, I mean I'm, I'm not suggesting this This has people but, but I, I did a training myself and delivered the other day about presenting work um and one of the students there said this is the first time in months I felt like a PhD student again because he mm. had been badgering along in, in on his own in, in his in his room, you know, and and it just was able to to do, do something a little bit different with his cohort. He didn't know many people, but it just felt like a student again, yes. and I, I think you know, very often that that something like that can, can be a huge boost. Well, that's um, it.
0: Is that kind of reflecting on what you need in the moment, and mm. um, I I think we talk about is that the phd has is that kind of personal development program basically (laughs) so and you get you get a kind of publication as a as a kind of bonus you kind of get the thesis as a bonus but actually it is a kind of boot camp and that sense of reflecting on yourself learning about yourself understanding how you're going to meet your own needs, I think is is yeah. a really important part of it. And I think that the, the sort of work that you're doing in terms of encouraging people to reflect on that is so useful. Um and just really valuable for people to, to kind of take that on and think about that for themselves. I
1: hope so
0: yeah. Um indeed. so now out of that gorgeous conversation I'm going to do something <laughs> kind of unfair. I do it to everybody <laughs> in terms of saying what what are your top tips or top tip um for people to take away from from this
1: okay um I'd like to give two if I may you may so so, one one is on on a very individual level and it really is be kind to yourself and don't feel that you're weak if you're feeling overwhelmed it's 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 a natural reaction um a doctorate is challenging it's amazing it's it's an opportunity you'll never have again to to discover things and, and to read around topics and but it is it is challenging and there's there's a lot to to um a lot of different elements at all different phases and stages and that 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 in and of itself is overwhelming so don't feel you're weak if you're feeling overwhelmed by it and on some days not sure the direction it's going and mm. particularly now in lockdown we're in an adverse situ- situation i mean if it, the uk health and executive safety uh, sorry uk health and safety executive design uh, define stress as an adverse reaction to people who have excess pressures or other types of demands placed on them and it is likely that we have, we have all at the moment got a lot of demands placed yes. on them so stress could be a, a, you know the appropriate actually reaction so so be kind to yourself and, and you're not weak you're not weak okay it, it's a normal reaction to an adverse a normal and, and appropriate reaction actually to an adverse situation we're in so oh, so that. do 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 that but consider who, who it might be that you could speak to that you feel is a safe environment it, it might be a peer it might be a supervisor. Uh, it, it might be somebody in your university might have a graduate school, it might have somebody that oversees the sort of role I'm in. There, there will be people that are um, familiar with the type of challenges that are happening and a conversation with them could could, could really make the difference. So do reach out. It, 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 I'm sure that people will welcome such conversations. So that's my sort of individual personal one, if you like. Yes. Um my other is a very practical tip, um Love it. Called the Eisenhower Matrix, mm. and it is a way of organising all these things you've got to do. You know that those, those those when you wake up in the middle of the night, and, oh, and there's is this, and is this, and is this, and and there's that, and it divides all your tasks into what are important and urgent, and what you need to do, what what you might delegate, what delegate, what you can leave to to another day, and, and the things that actually. Aren't important, and you might might actually end up never doing them. Now, when somebody told first told me about this, I thought, "Oh God, it's just another to do list. I got enough to do lists." Yeah, (laughs) really, really, it's not. It's so much more than a to do list. The difference is, you are getting everything down. Yes, you are getting all those all those thoughts, all those different things that are overwhelming you out of your head. You are getting them down on paper. But what you're doing is having to look at them and prioritize and order them in a way. And what I, and I, I am speaking from experience here I use this now I, I, I fortnightly uh, update my matrix because it helps you really work out oh actually yeah you know, I might feel stressed oh my god I got this I got this I got this I got this it helps me look okay I have got this this and this but actually yeah that there needs to be done now okay when can I diarize that that over there I've, I've got some things on my matrix I, I'll admit you know I've had them there for a year because they're actually not that urgent, and and they're, they're you know they're things that but but it helps me realize oh okay maybe that wasn't something that, that oh. at four o'clock in the morning I need to be thinking oh my god I got to do that and I haven't done that and I, you know so so mm. I really would recommend and I'll I'll send a link to to you to you Emma um, oh brilliant there's, there's there's a link of um, how it works a little three minute YouTube clip and um, actually there's even an app if if you if you're that way inclined it's amazing. Um, have a go you know it sounds somebody a, a doctoral student actually said to me recently because somebody had said to them about scheduling things and writing down i said writing everything down stress me out more because i see and that can happen and yeah. that's why this is more than writing down it's writing down to help you order process work out which bits need doing, and which bit and that is is such is so useful it's, it's productive it's good time management but most of all, it's calming when, once you've worked it all out and it. schedule that into your working part of of your your working week don't uh, don't do it you know oh yeah I'll do that ready for no it's part of it, it's good time management it, it's a really useful strategy and I hope you find it helpful this is why I love
0: talking to psychologists because they have <laughs> loads of useful tools yeah make friends with psychologists people this is the tip for today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that sounds brilliant, Jenny. Thank you so much. And what we will do, we always in the show notes, we have the links. So we will have the links right. to that. We will have the links of, of to Jenny's research. We'll have a link of how you can get in, in contact with her. So please do do that and sign up to the newsletter too, if you haven't already, because we always put some extra content in there every week. Um, thank you so much, Jenny. That, that oh, There's so much in there. Um, and I know it's going to be really useful for people. Thank you for your time. You're,
1: you're really welcome i'm i'm delighted delighted to be asked
0: and um and i'm wishing you well with the with the rest of lockdown as you say this is a, yeah. this is a stressful time but um, wishing you well and hope that it it, it passes quickly for you yeah sure. yeah, yeah. So same, thank you jenny you. and thank you're you for welcome. listening